Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another edition of Believe in Lions. That's B-L-E-A-V in Lions with the draft coming up with a big trade made last week. We are here to cover it all with the one with the only, with the interception leader, with the all-pro Lions legend, it's Glover Quinn. What's up? Not too much. Just enjoying the offseason. You know, it's kind of quieted down, or at least it had for the most part. And then we get some big news last week with a trade. We got the draft coming up, so it's starting to ramp up, but it's still just a a nice offseason. It's been a pleasant offseason. I can't lie. Yeah, it has. You know, it's been it's been good. It's been good. It's been, you know, the Lions have made some moves, honestly, some some really good moves, actually, undercover moves, quiet moves, different things. Um, they've really positioned themselves pretty pretty good, I think, so far from what I've kind of seen, um, you know, this offseason. Um, so I'm looking forward to the draft. You know, the Akuda trade was, you know, was something that, you knew something was going to have to happen there. Um, and, you know, maybe it'll work out for both of them. And you had seen it coming for a while. I texted you sarcastically. Oh, who could have seen this coming? Because it feels as though most stories coming down the pipe, GQ has a little bit of foresight. I don't know if you can see the future or you're just reading the tea leaves, but you could tell something was going on they signed those corners there was the talk they weren't going to pick up his fifth year option and then all of a sudden bam he is gone he's a falcon and after the fact when they asked dan campbell about it he says they wanted to do right by jeff akuda they realized they could have held on they could have waited until some team suffers an injury and waited till the price tag goes up but and this is just what he says but they wanted to give him a fresh start they knew that he had lost his starting job and it wasn't fair to keep him there. Feels very similar to the Matthew Stafford trade where it was, hey, we're just going to let you go. We're going to do right by you. Am, am I misreading this or? No, I, and, I, and I think that's, I think that is a great thing. You know, I remember back when, <laughs> I remember back when we was going through the Matthew Stafford trade and I remember saying something I either tweeted it or I put it on Instagram and I was like you know sometimes it's about more than just doing what's best for you the team I said sometimes when it was talking about Stafford I said Stafford has given Detroit everything he's had since 2009 Yes, I understand that you want to get something for him. I understand that. But you should give him an option to at least let you guys know where he would like to go. We've decided that we're going to split this thing up, okay? We're going to we're going to make a trade. Cool. Don't send me to a dumpster fire just because you can get more picks. Right? And a lot of people gave me flack over that because they're like, well, this is business and we got to do this and we got to do that. What you don't understand is when you're building an organization, 
when you're building something, sometimes the relationship that you have with your players, your former players, your current players, the people is what helps bring new people into your program. If they know you don't care about them, they know you don't this, don't that, it's just they don't want to play there. New England got players a lot because they were winning, because they had Tom Brady. How many big-time free agents do we see going to New England right now? How many? Mm. Why? Because they're not winning like that. They don't want to play for Bill Belichick. It was cool when you're winning. When you're not winning, they don't want to do that. Who gets who gets the big time? The cool cities, the LAs, the Miamis. They're gonna get the big time free agents, right? The good quarterbacks, obviously. But you gotta do stuff like that. And it doesn't hurt to say, hey, hey, Jeff, this is what it is, man. You know, we don't see you as a starting guy right here. We've we've signed two guys that we that we you know we want to grow with instead of like you know what i care enough about you jeff to at least give you an opportunity to go and 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 you know fend for yourself and when you do stuff like that you never know how these careers turn out man you never know you never know how these careers turn out jeff could go to atlanta and get super healthy and turn into a great player, and then something happened, and it doesn't work out in, in, in Atlanta for whatever reason, right? And next thing you know, he's in year eight, and he's back in Detroit. All because the relationship isn't sour. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just so many different, like, like Marvin's back, right? Like, it's just so many things that, yeah, I get it. Sometimes you you, you got to do certain things, and you want to get something, right? But to hold Jeff hostage just to get a third-round pick when you can keep the relationship, move him, and get a fifth-round pick, it ain't that big of a deal, boss. It ain't that big of a deal. So I like what the Lions did. I like them going ahead and making the move. I like it. I like it, and it helps them. You know, now they know three weeks or a month early, hey, we got a fifth-round draft pick. They don't have to figure this out the day of the fifth round. Oh, yeah, we get another pick. We can No, you know right now what you have, so you can use that as leverage. You can use that to, to plan your picks. Like, it's a lot of things that you can do knowing that you already have that. So I think it was a great move by the Lions. I think it's great for Jeff. Sometimes you just need to change the scenery, go do something different. And, I mean, you know, I thought he played solid last year. Um, getting back healthy, you know, that was his first. That was really his – I mean, he hasn't really played that much. You know, he got hurt. And he hurt his, got hurt in the first game, of, I think, of his second season. So he hasn't really played that much, you know. And so I think last year was a big year for him just mentally to try to stay healthy for as many games as he did. And I think once he continued to get over that hurdle, he'll he'll come into his own. But we got to always remember now, Jeff didn't come out of Ohio State as a 
10, 12 interception guy. So, I mean, we we never saw him as a turnover ball hawk machine. He was always just a hardworking, physical, competitive, great size cornerback. Like, that's what he was, at least from what I saw him as. So I wouldn't be surprised if somebody even take a look at him as a safety, if, you know, if they feel like, you know, he's physical enough and wants to tackle enough. I think he's shown that. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he got a great size. I mean, I think it's possible. I've heard the safety idea floated around. I've also heard the idea that you could put him at nickel because of the tackling ability. He has shown that he's not afraid to put his face in there. There's lots of ways that it could pan out, but whatever it is, I think it's for the best. When I first saw this trade, I was a little surprised. I thought the Lions could have got more, but then when you hear the actual story, when it's not just the headline fifth round pick trade, when you hear the story, it starts to add up. Okay, this is all they could get right now. They could have held on. They did right by their people. I've heard this term thrown around lately. It's the happiness tax. It's paying extra money to get Odell Beckham to Baltimore because that will make Lamar Jackson happy. It's drafting Jamar Chase because he's Joe Burrow's best friend. And on the opposite end, sometimes you have to take less in a negotiation to do right by your people, like you said with Stafford, like we've talked about with Akuda. So I, I'm just happy with how the Lions are treating people and the fact that we're not having to put out fires all offseason because it feels as though every story that comes out right now it's just, it's a positive one. It's a happy one for the Lions. They sign free agents. They, even though it's not fun losing a former third overall pick, it is done for the right reasons. And that's what, it's just feel so refreshing right now. Yeah, man. And and like going back to what you said, I truly believe that 100% the happiness tax or whatever you want to call it. I believe that you have to do things to make yourself happy, right? Like, just say, for instance, me, right? I'm not a guy. I'm not going to even lie. I've been this way my whole life ever since I was a little kid. I don't like mowing grass. That's just, I've never done it, right? I mean, I've done it, but I've never liked doing it. So, if I just had whatever, right, I don't mind paying somebody to mow my grass, right? Even if, let's just say, for instance, just just say it costs, because I got about two acres. So, let's just say it costs $350 every time they come and mow my grass. And it takes them three hours, right? I would rather do a picture frame in those same three hours and make the same hunt to make the same 350 bucks and give that money directly to the grass people. And you'll say, you didn't make anything. Right. But I did something that made me happy. 
I don't want to mow the grass. That don't make me happy. I'd rather do a frame and just use that money and pay somebody else to mow the grass. Did I come up? No. I broke even. But from a happiness standpoint, I won. I did something that I enjoyed doing. So many times people try to hold on to every dollar that they have, but they are miserable because they got to do stuff that they don't like doing. You don't like cleaning the house? Cool. Pay somebody to clean it. Even if it costs you a little money, that little money will make you feel happier because when you come home from work, your house is clean. And now you take that energy that you don't have to spend to clean your house and you do something fun. You spend more time with your kids. You go outside. You do something. Why? Because you don't have to spend the next two hours cleaning your house. And it costs you a little money. It's okay. So I'm a big believer in that. Sometimes you got to do stuff like that to, to, to keep people happy, to make people happy. Hey, like you said, yes, Jamar Chase is a great receiver. We understand that. But if there's somebody a little better, do we take the guy that's a little bit better? Or do we just say, you know what? This guy right here is really close, and he's Joe Burrow's best friend. They play together. They got a good relationship. Let's just take this guy. It's going to be better for us in the long run. Like, you have to do those things. Now, with the Baltimore situation, you don't have a guarantee with Lamar Jackson being there. Right? So you're doing this based off of, well, hopefully if we bring in Lamar, I mean, if we bring in Odell Beckham, maybe we can get Lamar. And, you know, in the news, you get a story. Behind the scenes, you know the real story. So, but when you have things concrete, like they like the Bengals, they knew Joe Burrow's our guy. We're going to go get his guy. So now he's happy. And it'll work out for us in the long run. Could we have gotten better? Could we have spent less? Could we? Yes, but does it really matter in the grand overall scheme of happiness and winning and having a good time and creating a good relationship, a good environment, a good app? Like those little things are incremental. And they, so. they, they're incremental. They add up and, and they create something that you can't put a price tag on. You cannot put a price tag on your happiness, whether it's as a football player or as a person just not having to cut the grass. There's no price tag on that happiness. There's no price <laughs> tag on the hours of the day that you now get back because you've paid someone to do the task you don't want to do because you have your best friend in the building with you. You can't put a price tag on that. You just can't. You just can't do it. You can't at all. And it just, it creates a good locker room where you work together. You have these relationships and you can start breaking down field and feel comfortable or breaking down film and feel comfortable just communicating, right? You're not afraid to hold back because, oh, you know, I might, I might get roasted by, uh, by this vet. Cause, uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking out of turn. It just creates a, a wholesome environment. And that's what we're looking for here. Yep. Love it. And so you have to do it. And so with that in mind, last week when we got together or two weeks ago now, we were talking about some defensive scheming, some chalk talk. We talked about the nickel defense versus the base defense and all of that fun. This week, I wanted to get into more single high defensive stuff because it 
often can be confusing. You see two guys on the outside. You see one free safety back deep. And you think, okay, well, is this man? Is it zone? Or does it even matter? Because, you know, this guy right here, he's going to drop back deep. This guy is going to drop back deep. Maybe he stops if it's man because he runs a curl. But either way, you know, it, it, it all looks the same to me. I'm just watching the TV copy. So I wanted to get Glover Quinn, a guy who watches the TV copy and can decipher from straight there, but also knows the actual, the X's and O's in the game plan, just to kind of break it down for us, the cover three, the cover one, and the different responsibilities within it. Cool. So, like you said, this is a cover one look. One high look is what they call it, single high, right? So when you have single high, you have one safety high, you see the free safety high. If the strong safety was back and the free safety was back, that's what you call two high, right? So in your single high defenses, you have cover one, you have cover three. In your two high defenses, you have cover two, you have cover four. Yes, there are multiple things you can do. Cover five, cover six, cover eight, different things like that. But it's still going to be two safeties high or one safety high, okay? Um, when you go one safety high, you you really do those things when you want to stop the run because when you bring a safety down, if you count the guys in their box, they have a center, the square with the X. They have two guards, a left and a right, and they have two tackles, a left and a right. So that's five guys. They have a tight end. That's six guys. That's really all they have in their box. Six guys, right? They got a quarterback. He's ineligible. They got the halfback. He got the ball. They got a nickel, well, a, a slot receiver. So they got six guys on the inside of the box right there. We have two tackles, two ends. That's four. Two middle backers. That's five and six. So now that's six on six. And then you bring the safety down. Now that's seven. So when you go with it like that, you know, from a defensive standpoint, it's going to be called an eight-man box because we're going to count the nickel. Even though the nickel is out on the slot receiver, it's still looked at as we have eight guys down in the box, right? So we outnumber the offense. They got six blockers. We got seven defenders. They got seven people because they got the running back with the ball. But what that means is there should be one guy that's unblocked. The unblocked guy has to make the tackle. It is what it is. It's gaps. If you look at the end, the end should have the outside gap, the wheel linebacker. So if you start from the left right there at the end, you can take the end, move him to the outside. He'll be there. The wheel would be in that gap between there. Yep. The tackle would be in his gap right there. Boom, the mic could probably take the strong side A. Boom, the other tackle would take that B right there. Boom, that N will probably be outside the tight end. Right, lined up right there. So the safety will come down. Boom, and if the N blocks out, if that tight end blocks out on the defensive end, the hole opens up, the safety runs through and make the tackle. That's why you see Harrison Smith and – um you know, a lot of those safety guys run through 
make tackles unblocked. That's why. Because they're the unblocked guy. Tight end blocks out. They read it, shoot the gap, get the running back, make the tackle. Right? If you was in too high and that safety was up, now it's six on six. Right? You see how that works? They We still got our six in the box. They got six in the box. So now somebody has to win or the next person to make the tackle are, are the safeties, right? When you bring the safety down in the box, now we got an unblocked guy, right? So that's single high when you want to stop the run. So you see that a lot in first and second down when teams are in base or when teams just like to run the ball. You see that a lot. The thing that you can do is those cover one and cover three can look a lot alike, right? Because you're going to see it as single safety, right? You're going to see it as single safety. And that's what the quarterbacks are looking at. The quarterbacks don't really care so much as if you're in man, zone, cover one, cover three. They don't really care as much. All they want to see is single safety or two high safety. Really? Because what they're because what they're reading is when you're in single safety, the middle of the field is closed, is what they call it. When you're in a two high safety, the middle of the field is open. So right now we're in a single high safety, right? So the quarterback reads single high. He already knows right now where he wants to go with the ball. And that's outside? Backside. Backside. You see the Z backside? That's where he's going. Just off of that one look. Just off that one look. Because guess what he know? If they're in man-to-man, right? If they're in man-to-man coverage, take that tight end, that Y, and run him on like a deep over. Like take him up over the linebackers right there. Guess who got to go with him? Strong safety. The safety, right? Ah. Who's back there with the with the corner? Nobody. It's one on one. That's why you have X Y receivers. I know they got the Z right here. That's why you have X Y receivers, right? Those guys that you put them back there, and now they one on one. The Calvin Johnsons, the Andre Johnsons, the Odell Beckham's, the the guys Julio. Like, they put those guys back there. You go single high, we got one-on-one. But that's why you put the Darrell Revises over there. You put the Richard Shermans, the Darius Slays. That's why those guys have that task. Because they know single high, that backside guy is going to be one-on-one. And it don't matter if it's cover one. doesn't matter if it's cover three. Because we did it in cover one, right? Put the wide back, put the wide back at the and put the safety back. Now it's cover three, right? Some teams run cover three where you have hook, curl, flat defenders, right? So that's safety. So cover three would be three under four deep. Well, four under three deep, right? Meaning you got 
the corner is deep on the outside, the safety is in the middle, and then those four guys underneath, the safety, the mic, the wheel, and the nickel, those are your four underneath zone defenders. So the nickel will have the flat. So the nickel will be just moving right out, yeah, about right there. Put the wheel right outside the hash. About, yeah, about right there. Put the mic about outside the other one. Yeah, about right there. And then put the safety outside. Boom. Something like that, right? Those are those are your zones. Those are your zones. The way they get people though is that safety has a run gap, right? We this already went over the, the run, strong safety. The strong safety. He's down in the box. He has a run gap, and he's connected kind of to that tight end. So the way they get you is they take that tight end and they run him straight up the seam, take him straight vertical, and move him outside outside the mic, right there. That's the landmark. That's the landmark for those guys going vertical and cover three. Why? Because it gets them away from the middle field safety, right? Gets them away from the middle field safety, and it gets them inside of the outside safety and inside of the corner. So if you're playing cover three, somebody has to squeeze to that tight end right there, right? When you're playing cover two, the middle field is called open. So when the middle of the field is open, now that tight end, he's going to bend it towards the middle. Boom, right there. And the quarterback is going to look to hit him in the middle of the field. When the middle of the field is closed, being that it's single high, now he can't bend it right there in the middle of the field. It's a free safety right there. So they're going to keep it wide. Three yards on top of the hash. That's where they're going to be. You're going to see them right down the seam. Right? So as a quarterback, that's what they're trying to read. Is it single high? Is it too high? The wide receivers... That's what they want to read. Is it single high? Is it too high? Because they know if it's single high, I got to stay up the hash. If it's too high, I got to bend it in. And that's when you start seeing the miscommunication. Quarterback thinks he's going to bend it in. He read it as single high. He stayed wide. Quarterback throws it on the bender. He throws it straight to the safety because he's in the middle of the field. Right? Those are the things that happen in single high and too high. So what happens is, even if it's cover three, they're going to attack that backside every single time. Every single time. They're going to attack that backside. So if you remember back in the days, Asante Samuel played for the New England Patriots. He caught a lot of interceptions. Mm -hmm. caught a lot of interceptions on the backside, pick sixes. You know why he did it? Because New England was playing a two-man concept. But they made it look like cover one. And Asante Sammy was playing off coverage on the backside, but he was a underneath defender. Oh. So what, that, so what that means is that safety that was down, he's really the half defender. They're just he, showing, they're just showing a pre-snap look. They're making it look like single high. But at the snap of the ball, he has the half, right? So he's just Asante. sprinting out of there at the snap, right? Well, it just all depends, right? You yeah. could sprint out, but when you sprint out, now the quarterback knows, right? So they probably had some different kind of movements, how they did it, right? But Asante Samuel knows he's not the deep guy. 
So what that means is I can play off coverage, but I can squat. Because a lot of times when you play off coverage on the backside, they're not going to try to run past you because you're playing off. So they're going to try to run the quick slants, the, the quick hitches, the quick curl routes, all those little short routes. That's what they're going to try to run. right? If you go to that hitch right there, five yards, right? Boom. That's what they're trying to run. They're going to run that. You can go to the slant. Go down, slant, go three yards. Boom. That's what they're going to run. Or, like, those are the routes that they're going to try to run on the backside when you're playing off coverage. So if I'm playing off and I'm inside and I know I don't have them deep, I can jump and break on all those routes. So they think they're going to throw that little curl because I'm going to be playing off man by myself back to that. No, I'm squatting on all of it and I'm picking it off and I'm going to the house, right? That's because I'm showing that's because I'm showing single high and I know the quarterbacks are going backside and single high. If you listen to the commentators talk on TV, that's what they're going to say. They see single high, he's going to work the backside. Man, zone, quarterbacks, it don't matter. Because another thing you get is you start getting into blitzes. See right there, we did a normal four under three deep. And then we did a normal man-to-man. We had the tight end on the safety, the safety on the tight end, and obviously the nickel on the flanker and stuff like that, right? That's normal stuff. But you can also get into the blitzes, right? When you go blitzes, you lose a guy, right? You lose a guy. So in this same scenario right here, we got the nickel over the over the slot receiver, right? And we got the safety over the tight end. So neither one of those guys are blitzing, right? Neither one of those guys are blitzing. And the way I know that and the way the quarterback is going to know that is because if the safety blitz, that means the Mike backer has to cover the tight end, right? So if that Mike backer is still tucked inside of the A-gap, right, how can he get over there and cover that tight end? Yeah, especially if he runs any outside routes, if, if he right. runs a flat or something like that. he It's a right. foot race he's losing every time. Right. So for that Mike to have that tight end, he's going to have to position himself over the tight end a little bit. Now the quarterbacks know. <coughs> now they know. Because the Mike should be tucked in the A-gap. Right? Or... If the safety has the tight end and the wheel linebacker is blitzing, who has the back? The Mike would have to, wouldn't he? So right. he's got to move out that he way. To... So now they know. Now they know. Because now all they got to do is take the slot receiver and run him on a little crossing route right there. Boom. He gets in the way of the mic. The mic can't get out there to the fast running back and the running back going for a touchdown. Right? Little picks, pick play Simple. that's not a pick play, right? Simple as that. Simple as that. So now they know. Now they know. So that's why a lot of times the mic is going to be the blitzer. Or the uncovered guy. So say you put the running back on the other side. Boom. The mic's going to have him. The wheel's going to blitz. Right? The wheel's going to blitz. 
right? That's what you get into when it comes to man to man. Still going to be the same thing. You're just going to have one less defender, right? Because if you put the safety on the tight end and you put the mic on the halfback, if you're not blitzing, you still have the wheel in the middle of the field, right? Just as a low hole help defender. Tight so end try to run out, a, hanging out yeah. around here. Tight end try to run a tight end try to run a crossing route. You got somebody in there that you can help give some body presence, right? If you blitz, you lose that. So now you don't have anybody inside low. You got somebody high, the free safety, but you have nobody inside low. So then that's why teams run those crossing routes when they know teams are blitzing because it's hard for those inside defenders to be outside leverage. And the reason why these, when I say inside, I'm talking nickel and those safeties. The reason why you want to be outside leverage is because all your help is on the inside still. You still got a free safety to help you on the inside. If you get beat to the outside, there's nobody out there, right? So they're going to play outside leverage to play for the corner routes, to play for the out routes, all that stuff. And they're going to squeeze all those over routes and inside routes, knowing that I got a middle field safety in the middle. That's when you're blitzing. When you're not blitzing, you got a linebacker sitting in the middle. So now you got a low hole guy and a high hole guy, right? So if you remember back when we played against the Saints, right? When I caught the interception against Drew Brees, right? We were in cover one, the same concept, but instead of the, the strong safety being down, take the strong safety, put him back up. Instead of the strong safety being down on the tight end, we put a linebacker on the tight end, right? And then now, instead of a backer being our low hole inside hip defender, now it's I drop down. I drop down as the safety, and was the low hole help defender. So we go from. Mic- Yep. We go from too high see. like this, and then you yep. drop down and, and I drop down. Surprise. And it was cover. actually it was actually the other way because you always drop down away from the nickel, right? But the way you got it is is fine. The way you got okay. it is fine. Because the nickel is to to the free safety side. Um but that was the concept, right? I dropped down, but we made it look like too high. So when you make it look like too high, what did I say the quarterbacks like to attack? right up here in the middle middle field is open so they're going to attack the middle the digs the 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 seam routes that's what they're going to attack in too high so we made it look like too high drew Brees read it as too high he read it as a cover four or a cover eight where we had too high we had cover two on one side and cover four on the other side that's what he read because i didn't run down and make it look like a single high. I stayed high a little bit because I knew it was third and 12. They had to get at least 12 yards to get the first down. So there's no point of me running down to six yards. They go on the 12, right? So I was able to hang high and make it look like too high. So when those quarterbacks get the ball and they take that quick peek, they're seeing, is anybody running to see too high, one high? And who's moving? Okay, boom. I looked at him. He's still high. He's still high. It's too high. 
now I know where I'm going. He's boom, right to the slot because he knows the slot's running the crossing route. If the slot's beating his guy, boom, I'm going. Well, I'm coming from the backside, and when he throw it to the slot, I'm going to make the interception. Whew! Same concept. Cover one is just instead of having a safety down on the tight end, we put the backer on the tight end. Instead of having the backer as the low-hole help defender, we put the safety as the low-hole help defender, a guy that's probably reads coverages better, can help cover better, all those different things. But it's still single high, they're working backside, cover one and cover three. When you see a lot of single high, that means the teams want to stop the run, right? They want to stop the run, so they're going to crowd the box, and then they're going to have to play man-to-man coverage on the outside. So they're going to have a good backside corner. If a team don't have a good backside corner, they're probably not playing a lot of cover cover one or cover three because they're going to get attacked all day. And on the opposite end, if you don't respect the backside wide receiver, would that make you more likely to play more cover one? Yes, because it depends. Right? If you're playing against the Titans, mm-hmm. you say, okay, we got to stop Derrick Henry. We can't win this game if we don't stop Derrick Henry. Who's their X wide receiver? They don't have A.J. Brown anymore. Who they got back there? Man. All right, Slay, you got to go win. You got to go win back there. We got to put eight guys in the box to stop Derrick Henry. So we're going to be in cover one all game or cover three, some kind of way. We're going to have eight guys in the box, right? That's what we're going to do. When you play against the Patrick Mahomes, hey, man, we're going to keep two safeties high. Now you're telling your D linemen and your linebackers, hey, y'all got to win. Y'all got to figure out a way to get off blocks and stop Edwards Hilaire because we can't go eight in the box all the time because Patrick Mahomes is going to kill us. We got to keep two safeties high to try to stop the pass. Give our corners, give our safe, give, give, give those guys some help. Otherwise, he's going to kill us. You guys got to stop the run. Yeah, we'll mix some stuff in there every now and then. But you guys got to do that. That's that's what goes into that. So that's when you see these teams, you know, that, you know, when they have like a big time running back, right? They want to find that one receiver that can be that guy. When you have a team like Kansas City that has good quarterback, wide receivers, they want to find that running back that can be that guy because they know if we got a good running back, you look at the Joseph Adai's back with Peyton the Man and Edron James, right? He's a Hall of Famer. You look at even in his younger days, you look at Eddie Lacy when he was in Green Bay and uh, like they're looking for that running back that can carry the load because we're going to get a lot of six man boxes because they're not going to bring the safety down because we got a great quarterback. Or you're looking for that wide receiver like a Calvin Johnson, like an Andre Johnson, like one of those big time guys that we can put on the outside. So now they can't stack the box and stop our run game. So the Baltimore Ravens getting uh, Odell Beckham that not only helps try to persuade Lamar Jackson, but they like to run the ball. And if Odell Beckham can be anything like he was or is or used to be, however you want to say it, then he would be considered as somebody that 
I don't know if we can just leave you one-on-one backside all game. So now we got to make plans for that. So once we take that extra guy out the box, that opens things up for our running game. And with a mobile quarterback, it opens things up. Even without the threat of the wide receiver on the outside, just having a mobile quarterback makes it harder on the run game. You add a threat on the outside where you have to play two deep safeties and a mobile quarterback, you get the Philadelphia Eagles this year. No question. And 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 that's just the biggest thing, man. When you Like I said, when you think about cover one, you want to think run defense, tough man-to-man defense. That's what you want to think. We're stopping the run, and we're playing tough man-to-man. Because nowadays, a lot of times, a cover three even looks like man-to-man because they play a lot of match cover three. Very rarely do you get teams that play true zone cover three anymore. So when you hear cover one, cover three, it's, it's single high. It's run defense, and that's what we're doing. And from an offensive standpoint, they're trying to work the backside. They're going backside. They're not throwing it into the front side with the nickel and the corner and the wheel. It's just a lot of guys over there. It's a lot of guys over there. They're not They're not throwing it in, into that. They're going backside to that one-on-one matchup. If it's man, that's where they're going. If it's zone, that's where they're going. And see, this, when you explain it and put it all together, you always hear from the commentary, oh, you got to mesh your pass game with your run game. You've got to open things up. They've got to work together. It, it makes a lot more sense when you explain it this way because the run game is a threat. Now you have one less safety deep. Now Andre Johnson can feast winning those one-on-one matchups, things of that nature. It's really a symbiotic relationship, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it is. And it's just really about finding the right guys and the right pieces to go with it. That's why you look back. Yeah, he was a talented guy. But when you look back in in, in Detroit, you know, they they, they drafted, they had Calvin Johnson, right? Then they come back and draft who? Javi Biss. Why? He's a dynamic running back, but he was also a dynamic wide receiver at the backfield. So with Calvin Johnson taking all the, the... we're gonna have some matchup issues. We're gonna have some, we're gonna have some create some problems. You know, it didn't work out that way, but that's the whole thought concept behind it. You know, that's the whole concept behind it. You know, and, and like I said, it's just all about how teams want to build their how they want to build it. You know, you look at Dallas, you know, they wanted to go O line and get a good running back. That's what they did, and they were able to do that for a while. But like I say, until until you know, you can get those guys out the box. It just makes it harder. That's when they start trying to get Amari Cooper, and then they go and drive C.D. Lamb, and they, you know what I'm saying? Because now you got to figure out a way to get guys out the box. Derrick Henry didn't rush for 2,000 yards this year. They don't have A.J. Brown. See, it's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Miles Sanders looked at as a big-time running back in the NFL right now, right? He signed with, he signed with Carolina, right? Got a little yep. money. Well, you got A.J. Brown. You got Devontae Smith on the outside. Probably getting some six-man boxes. That'd be, that'd be why. And I don't understand why. 
and I know these guys are smart, but it'd be like they don't understand that. Because that that that'll be why you'll have a guy like Miles that had come from Philadelphia where he was able to be this and that, and then he'll go to Carolina and you'll be wondering why can't he rush for 70 yards in a game. You know what I'm saying? Because the system is gonna be different. Or the you know what I'm saying, the way they're using them in Carolina is not how they use them in, in Philly, you know. And I just feel like, do these teams not see that? Like, do you really think? He's just that. You have some guys who are just that. It don't matter what you and you have other guys who are that because of this. Right? So we'll see how it plays out. You know, I like for everybody to shine. But like I said, Derrick Henry didn't rush for 2,000 yards this year. Yeah, it's the difference between playing with A.J. Brown and not playing with A.J. Brown. It's the difference between safeties respecting your teammates and the safeties completely keying in on you, the running back. Mm-hmm. Huge difference. Huge difference. I feel like I have learned so, so much. The 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 backside, the fact that we're not even looking for man-to-man first and foremost. We're not, we don't care about the zone, the man. We care about how deep the safety is. Because that means we're either going over the middle if it's two or going backside if it's one. That is going to change the way I view football games. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like in this in, in this formation, I'm going to be real quick. In this formation that you got right there, it's a two-by-two, two, right? It's called two-by-two two because you got two wide receivers on one side and you got two eligibles on the other side, right? Tight end, wide receiver on one side, two tight, two wide receivers on the other side. So it's called a two by two. You can go three by one, right? So take the tight end and move them to the other side. Boom. So if you take the tight end, and move them to the other side, right? This right here, as it is, is called four strong because you got three receivers and the running backs on that side, right? So most of the time, offenses have a package when they go four strong. Because most of the time that that running back is going to be to the other side. Boom. So now you got three by one. So you got three receivers to one side, one receiver backside. Right? So if you're going traditional cover one, right, where's the strong safety going to be? He's going to be on the running back, wouldn't he? Nope. Or he's, traditional he's, cover one, the strong safety is going to be on the tight end. Right. Oh, right. Yes. So then the wheel is going to come over. He's going to be on the running back. The mic is in the middle. Right. So what happens at the snap of the ball? They do a play fake or the mic or the halfback just steps up in the middle inside and block. What's the wheel going to do? Uh, if the halfbacks block and the will gets to blitz, doesn't he? Yep, he could if they call if they run a green dog type of system. So now you see those three guys on that one side. You see the will going to attack his guy. Look who's out there on that. Look who's out there on that on that receiver. Oh, look who's out there. There's nobody out there. There's nobody out there. He run a quick slant and Boom. win. Now he's one-on-one with the safety, running for full head of steam. He give him a move at the line and run a go and, and run a, 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 a go ball. There's nobody there. There's nobody there. 
Yeah, no matter There's what he there. runs, it's it's dangerous. It's right. There's you're on an there. island. You're on an island, right? That's why they called it Revis Island. You're on an island back there. This is what it is, right? So if you look at it from a cover three standpoint, right? Cover three standpoint. Now, depending on the type of cover three that we're in, now it can look different. Because from a cover three standpoint, if I'm playing just regular cover three, I want my safety to come down opposite of the nickel. So if the nickel's on the right, the safety comes down to the left. So now what that does is it hurts you when you have a guy like a Travis Kelsey because you got the wide tight end over there with those linebackers. Right, but it helps you because now you got a safety on the backside, so now your cornerback feels a little more love and a little more protection if that receiver runs a slant route or any kind of in route or something like that. You got a safety sitting right there as opposed to a linebacker, right? And that's the key to having a will who can hang with tight ends, yes. right? Yes. Yes. So that's when you start seeing all those all those little things come into play. When you got a wheel linebacker who can not only tackle, but they can cover, right? That gives you more flexibility. When you got, you know, linebackers that understand coverage as far as being able to, to drop into that slant window, all those different, like when you got those guys, it allows you to be able to do more things. When you don't have those guys, that's when you become one-dimensional and it's easy for the offenses to pick you apart because they know he's going to do this, he's going to do that. He's going to do this. He's And, yeah, you may mix it up every now and then, but they know at the core of your heart, this is what you're going to do period and so you yeah you get all types of stuff like that you get all types of stuff you know um but yeah that's a three by one formation um and there's a tons of three by ones but in the grand concept of scheme when you hear three by one it means it's three receivers on one side or three eligibles on one side and one eligible on the back side that's three by one because the tight end could be flexed out wide right there. You can have a three open look. You can have the tight end to say that's a three open look, you know, like a trips. You can put bring him in and make a bunch, right? You can take the tight end, put him to the backside. Boom, flex him out right there and take the Z and put him to the other side. Now you got another bunch. That's a speed because you got three wide receivers to one side. But when you got a Travis Kelsey, now you got him lined up on the backside. Now you want to see how they're going to play this. How are they going to play it? Are they going to bring the corner over for the man-to-man? Now they got a safety one-on-one on the island with Travis Kelsey. What are they going to do? How are you going to cover it? How are you going to cover it? Right? You put Travis Kelsey right there, and you got the H. Move the H up a little bit. Offset right outside the tackle, the, the halfback. 
Oh, yeah. Yep, right outside. Nope, not not all the way. Still back in the backfield by the quarterback, but he's inside in in a little bit, in a little bit, a little bit, right there. And then bring Travis Kelsey in just a little bit. Out, out a little bit more, out a little bit more, a little bit, a little bit, right there. So now you're in man to man. Who got who? Safety would have to have the tight end, and the mic would have to have the halfback. Right. So go to the tight end and give him a route of. Let me see what the route would be. Go to corner. Go up corner. Boom. All right. Go to the halfback, the H. Give him the route of. See what angle right is at the top. Nope, not that one. Um, let me see what it would be called on here. Mm, be... You can just go swing. Just go swing right. I really want the swing right, though. Well, let me see. Go back up. Go back up. In, out. Drag. Flat dig, curl, come back, angle right. Go to angle left. See what angle left is. Nah, that got him going over there. I don't want that either. So yeah, just put it, just put him on it. Let's go to the out route. No, not that either. Not that. They should have a flat route. I don't see a flat route. Oh, there, go right there. there we flat go. right. There we go. So when you have that right there, how did you, how do they how are they playing that? That's a long sprint for the That's a Mike tough play Mike. for him. So when you see those linebackers get beat on those angle routes, so go back to go back to the halfback. So you've seen this route right here, right? You see this route. So this Mike has this backer, has the halfback to the flat, right? So we're in the complex. We're in the com- we're we're in the complex right now, because the mic and the safety could go what they call in and out, where the safety takes the outside guy, the mic takes the inside guy. The problem is both of those guys are running out. So if the safety comes off and take the halfback to the flat, there's no way the mic is running to the corner route on Travis Kelsey, right? If the safety stays with the tight end, now. That's a long way to go for the Mike against a good running back, right? He's trying to fight through traffic underneath, and the guy's running to the outfield, I mean, to the flats, right? Conflict. Lots of conflict. So now the Mike is trying, is trying, and trying. Now take that halfback and now give him that angle route. Boom. So now this Mike is knowing I got to try to beat this guy to the flat, beat this guy to the flat, and then now the running back comes up, boom, like he's going to the flat, and he angles right back in to the middle. Touchdown. You see it all the time. Linebackers get beat on that all the time. So those are things that you have, but they created a conflict. They put three wide receivers on one side with the one tight end backside. That's what you can do with a Travis Kelsey. You can't do that with tight ends that they don't respect like that. 
but you got a tight end that you got to respect, now you can do stuff like that. And that's what causes all of the confusion because the offense, the deep, the offense know, all right, they're man to man. This is the conflict. We know that this linebacker can't get here. We've seen it on film. We've seen how they play it because teams play it so many different ways, right? They can play it a ton of different ways, right? Depending on who your defensive end is, right? You may have a good defensive end that can take that back to the flat, right? You got a TJ Watt or, you know, a guy that can run. You may say, hey, that Mike, that Mike Backer may say, hey, if he go to the flat, you take him and I'll replace you in the blitz, right? So meaning the halfback goes to the flat, the end, the end, give him a flat round. This will be my last one. Boom. So the end would take him, and then the mic would just replace the end on the blitz. And but and then is he giving up his gap on the inside, or they have to have a cover for the will to take that? But there, but there is no run now because the halfback oh, is gone. Duh. So the gap doesn't matter <laughs> unless you got Lamar Jackson, and he pulls it and runs right up the a gap because there's nobody in the middle of the field now. Right. So those are all things that you see throughout the week of practice. Right. You see through scouting, you see, hey, how do they play this right here? Hey, you know what? When they do this on this side. They play it like this. TJ is going to take this in this halfback to the flat and that Mike is going to replace. So if we catch him in a single high like this right here. Hey, Lamar. Look for. You know, if they give us if they if they give us that look and TJ takes Buddy to the flat, pull the ball down because the A gap is gonna be open right up the middle. You should have wide open run gap because the mic had to leave. Right. And you're not getting touched till you get to the safety you're not and touched till you get to the safety. And that's already 10 yards deep. You never like the I, you hear people say all the time you never want your safeties making tackles. No, it's fine them making tackles when it's around the line of scrimmage. You don't want them to have to make the tackles because everyone else missed. Right. Yeah. I mean, anytime, anytime you walked out, uh, anytime, anytime you leave a game and the free safety had ten tackles, it probably wasn't a great game unless he was blitzing a lot that game. Yeah. Because I mean, he's getting ten yards every time almost before he makes a tackle. So, yeah, you don't want that. But those are, like I said, those are just some of the conflicts that you get into when you see the single high. Single high is more of a, hey, this is what we're doing. We're coming at you like man up, beef up, let's let's go. Too high stuff is more tricky. You know what I'm saying? It's coverage. It's, It's two on one side four on the other side or it's this you know what i'm saying too high is a little more conservative right we're trying to stop you from scoring a touchdown so we're going to keep our guys safe we're going to protect people you know what i'm saying that's a too high look you got two guys single high hey man we're coming at you like me against you Man to man, we ain't got no help. It's me against you. I'm going to win or you going to win. That's how you can think of cover one and cover three versus your cover twos and cover fours. 
Glover, thank you so much for the education today. It's it's truly going back to school with you. The the amount of knowledge that you have to drop and the amount I I have learned. I, I'm still the the fact that quarterbacks aren't as concerned with man or zone as I once thought. That is something that's going to completely change the game for me. So Glover, thank you so much once again. Any final thoughts you wrapped it up pretty good but any final thoughts on cover one the lions framing anything in general any final thoughts <laughs> oh man you know learning more about the game obviously makes the game better for you because you understand more you know what's going on you know what to expect you know what to look for you know why things happen um that always makes it a better experience so Continue to learn, continue to, to continue to increase your knowledge of the game. It will help you. Um, the lines, hey, man, you're in a good position, right? You're in a good position. Got the draft coming up, exciting times. Um, continue making noise silently. It's crazy to say that, right? You're making noise silently. You, you're making some good moves. You're doing some good things. You're building some good things. Continue to do that. And, yeah, hit me up to get some frames. GQ frames. Let's go. Let's go, Glover. Thank you once again for joining. It is always a pleasure. And until we get together again, we'll be talking about the draft. We'll be talking about we got to break down cover two at some point, which we'll get to. We have so much fantastic content coming to you, and we will see you then. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.